0: What's up, everyone? Welcome out to this bonus episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am gonna be doing this live on Facebook uh, this evening, but it will go onto the iTunes platform as well as Google Play Music, Spotify, YouTube, and all the other podcast platforms that we have. After this is live, I'm gonna strip the audio and put it there, but first, Facebook gets to see the bonus episode of the Game Time Guru podcast, all right? And I appreciate you guys tuning in and and just hearing me out for a second. I wanted to talk about this topic. This is why I did a bonus episode this week, this topic of confidence. And I'm going to talk about that and the reason that I'm even thinking about it um, in just a second. But before we do that, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to one of my episodes of my podcast, guys, I I just want to say, go give it a shot. Give it a shot, even if you're not a sports fan, because people hear this thing about, like, oh, Shane's got a sports podcast. Well. Sports podcast. its its a little bit different format than your typical sports podcast, where you're just hearing stats and updates and talking sports all the time. No, I bring on sports figures across the world and allow them to share their stories with us and their knowledge. Um, and I think you might actually really enjoy it, even if you don't enjoy sports. So, if you haven't listened to an episode of my podcast, please do so. And if you enjoy it, please leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever you prefer, um, and leave me a review. I would love it. Um, it, would, it would really help me out. So, guys. I've been reading this book for those watching the video, you can see it right here. It's called work on your game with Dre Baldwin. Use the pro athlete mindset to dominate your game in business, sports, and life. Okay. Work on your game. has been a game changer for me. I, I read it for a half an hour, every single morning. I take crazy amounts of notes and I try to read through those notes. Not only after I read it, but the next morning before I read the next section of the book, I always read the notes that I wrote, wrote the, the day before. Now, Dre Baldwin was on my show. He's another guy. If you, again, if you guys haven't actually listened to an episode of my show, he's a great one to start with, too. Dre Baldwin has an amazing story about how he played professionally overseas. And when people hear that, they just assume, oh, well, he went to college and did the normal thing and went overseas and played. No. The dude averaged two points a game his senior year in high school. Two points a game. He walked onto a college because he didn't have any college offers. He ended up walking on, and even that story is crazy in and of itself. Then he went to a different school, He didn't even finish college, his playing career, he stopped playing midway through his junior season, didn't play the rest of his junior year or his senior year in college. He didn't have any offers, nothing. He's got quite a unique journey on how he ended up playing overseas for so long and how he's built his brand since then. So he's got a lot of knowledge to share on hard work and what it takes um, and how you can work on your game. And it quite literally speaks to me because he takes sports concepts that he's learned throughout his, you know, his professional career and throughout his whole entire career, if you have you, and he puts them into, you know, business and life and all that stuff too. So he talks about confidence and why certain players have like performance anxiety in sports, which means like they just don't perform well. They're skilled beyond all, all reason, but they, just, they get this performance anxiety. And he talks about like different ways to, to get away from that. And, and this is for anybody in life, right? And then one of the topics is confidence or lack thereof how many times have we seen players guys like you guys know this, like you've seen, whether it be a son, a nephew, a a niece, a daughter, whoever who plays sports or something, who's super talented. And you know this, and it's not just the parent bias, right? It's not just your, your bias as a parent or a family member or a friend, you know, that person's super talented, but for some reason, they just, when they get into that team setting or whatever it is, they just don't perform well. They like feel it seems completely off. It's because they don't have the confidence necessary to be able to perform at an elite level uh, when they get there. I, was actually very, I wasn't actually very—I was the most skilled athlete in the world by any means, but I had performance anxiety a, a lot in sports because like, I could go play with my buddies, pick up ball. I would just shoot lights out. I played a completely different game than when I got to the games <laughs> on my high school team. And it was because I played a different role. Um, I was scared of messing up. Uh, maybe it was the crowd I don't know but uh, my skill sets didn't translate always into the high school game granted my senior year I did shoot well right my senior year I I led the league in three-point percentage I did well my senior year but I still didn't tap into my my potential like the get the the maximization of my my skill set until after I got home from my mission, which was three four years post high school so the thing is I understand how confidence works. I see these guys all the time that they play city league basketball and they are super skilled, super, super skilled. And I ask them, Hey, where'd you, where'd you play ball at? Oh, I never played organized basketball. Like they never played, or you see these guys playing and then they go and you're like, you expect to go see these youngsters playing for their varsity teams at their high schools. And they're, they might be on JV or they might be on varsity and just riding the bench. You're like, wow, dude, I've played with that kid before. I know how talented he is. He is super skilled why is he not starting on varsity or why is he not playing at all? Like period, you know, and it's because they don't have that confidence in themselves when it comes to certain settings. And I started talking, I started thinking about this and I wrote down my own story of when I started realizing when I had a lack of confidence throughout the, the the duration of my life. See people who know me, they think I have a strong personality. You know, I, I have this strong personality. It seems pretty confident, But I'll tell you right now, it wasn't until like the last three or four or five years that I started gaining more confidence in myself, but I still battled with some serious confidence issues um, in all aspects of life. And it started with my football story. So allow me to tell you a little story about my, my football career when I was in optimist football. Okay. Listen up. When I was in third grade, I signed up for optimist football. Now keep in mind, I was always the youngest in my class or one of them, right? Like I was young. I was went. flash forward into my senior year in high school, I was 16 years old for a couple of days during my senior year, just because of the way my birthday was set up. Right. So my birthday was <laughs> August 28th, And I was set up to, you know, every like the school year started, I think the 25th or 24th of August or something. So for a couple of days, I was 16 years old. Same thing in college. I was 17 year, years old as a college freshman at Boise State University uh, for like a week. <laughs> Even more, actually, I can't remember, but it was like almost exactly a week or just a tad over, which is crazy to think about, right? So I was always young. So in third grade, I was playing flag football with a bunch of guys that had already been playing, but I signed up late to play flag football. So I ended up having to play in Boise with these guys that I never went to school with. I didn't know any of these guys from my elementary schools. Like none of these people, they were all new to me. So I got there and I actually ended up playing tight end. And, um, that meant I was basically a receiver in flag football because receivers didn't catch the ball. The tight ends caught the ball. And I was always super skilled at catching the ball, right? I was super skilled at catching. I could always catch. I wasn't the fastest athlete ever. I was always slow and I always knew that, but I knew I could, I could kind of take that weakness away by catching the ball. Like I could always catch you throw the ball to me. I will catch the ball uh, or do everything I can to get my hands on it and, and pull it down. So, I, I played tight end that year and it, everything just kept, came second nature, right? Like, I could catch the ball. I'd score a lot of touchdowns, score two point conversions. We'd do all of our passes. And they were just simple routes five and outs, five and ins, and I would catch the ball. Now, the next season and, and the years following, see, that next year, all those guys on that flag football team, they were, even though they were in my grade, they were still a full year ahead of me in age, meaning the next season, they actually all went to tackle football. And I ended up playing. Um, football on a new team in Meridian, which is my city. And I was playing with guys that were a grade below me, right? So they were my age. They were closer to my age, but they were a grade below me in school. And so all those guys that were in my grade in school were actually a year ahead of me in age because of where I sat on the age scale right there. And so I was playing with these young, younger guys that were a grade below me in school now, and all the other guys had moved on to tackle football. Anyways, what happened was, you know, we play that next season and we didn't get to put me at tight end. Plus we had a different offense completely. So there were times where I'd go in at tight end and we never threw the ball. So it didn't matter anyways in flag football and that, on that particular team. And I played defensive end. Okay. So that whole next season was really, really weird. I didn't play tight end and then we get into tackle football. Okay. The next season we go into tackle football and I'm playing with a lot of the same guys that I played with the year, the year prior. And I'm like, okay, here's my opportunity. Like I'm going to be a tight end and tackle football. And I'm going to, go in here. I'm going to catch the ball. This is going to be awesome. We have a different coach. We have a different system. This is going to be fantastic. And they put me at right tackle. <laughs> I, I played right tackle. I was a big kid back then. I was tall. I was heavier than everybody else, even though like come to think of it, like I wasn't that heavy. I was actually skinny, but I was just really tall and slow, but they put me at right tackle. And we didn't really pass the ball much then either. Cause we were younger. So we ran and we had a great running back, like tandem in the backfield. Like, I mean, some of the best running backs arguably to go through Optimist football um, at our age group were on our team and we were a phenomenal team. And I wouldn't say I was necessarily a bad right tackle. I actually blocked pretty well. I was a big a big guy. I understood how to, you know, footwork and just how to, you know, I knew how to block, right? I wasn't fast, but I knew how to block. But what sucked was, uh, you know, I, a couple years later, we're talking about, we went two seasons, and we went undefeated. And that third season, we come back. So three years into this team that I'm playing on, they decided to move me to tight end. And I was excited. I was like, okay, cool. This is my opportunity. But see, I had gone almost three full years of not really catching passes in game settings. And, you know, I kind of had lost that, like, like that second nature of, of catching the ball. Because at that time, I was playing right tackle. So I didn't actually at home, I wasn't practicing like catching the ball all the time with my parents like I used to do with my dad throwing me the football my friends throwing me the football and stuff because I was a right tackle so I was like well my job now is to be a right tackle so I just worked on blocking and so I hadn't been practicing like I had been before but I was still super excited to be a tight end okay and I remember I went and bought a pair of gloves and back then nobody wore gloves. I wanted to get as tight in. I was going to embrace this role. I was like, yes, here we go. I'm going to buy a pair of gloves. So my hands would be padded when I'm blocking, but then, then they wouldn't hurt. And then I could catch the ball better. That's how I thought back then. Right now, everyone wears gloves, right? Everybody wears gloves. It's weird if you don't even quarterbacks wear gloves sometimes, but back then nobody wore gloves. And I got made fun of a lot of practice for it. People thought it was stupid to wear gloves and they made fun of me. And it was just a, it was a joke that was ongoing and that was fine. Like it was, it was all in good fun. We get to the first game of the season and, uh, we're beating this team, but early in the first quarter, we weren't beating them so much. We were trying to get our rhythm going. And I remember our quarterback steps back, Tanner Layton. He was actually on my show last year, so go check that episode out as well. Tanner Layton was our quarterback. Back then, he was pretty short, okay? Did he, what, did he, what did he say on my show? He, I think he said vertically challenged or something. I thought it was funny. Back then, he was just a little bit shorter, and uh, it was hard to see him. We ran the play. Uh, they called my number to do our pass. And all it was was like a five-yard post, boom, 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 and then cut to the middle, right? And honestly, because of the fact that everybody in that league knew that our running backs were so amazing, everybody just packed the line of scrimmage. They stacked it, trying to stop us. And as soon as they called the play, they snapped the ball. I run my five-yard post. The guy who was supposed to be guarding me totally wasn't even paying attention to me. He tried to go to the backfield. The safety comes up, goes to the backfield. I was wide open. Like, when I say wide open, like, this is youth football. Those kids had no sense of discipline on defense. They all stacked the line of scrimmage expecting him to get the ball. I was literally sitting there wide open in the middle of the field. The ball comes over, and I'm running to get it. And, I, I mean, I had no one within 15 yards of me. I was 60 yards away from the end zone. Reached my hands out. The ball's right in my hands. Hits my hands. Goes to the, to the ground. Incomplete my heart sank to my stomach. I just lost a touchdown for our team. And I was sick. And I remember I hear the coach screaming on the sideline. You just dropped a touchdown. Better get a better pair of gloves. And I'm like, oh man, like I already knew I'd messed up. And I just remember that feeling of my mental strength, just leaving my body, my confidence, completely gone I wanted to cry I like almost didn't care but I still needed to come back for the play and I remember my quarterback Tanner comes in and he's like you're all right Shane you'll get the next one he was being a good leader even at that young age hits me on the shoulder pads hits me on the helmet you'll get the next one and I and I, I appreciated him doing that you know even though he was probably pissed that I dropped the ball and so was everybody else but uh coach screaming at me at the sideline still while we're in the huddle I could hear him and I for some reason I just that's just how I was I was, I was listening to the coach instead of listening to our play call And, uh, you know, we, we ended up punting, uh, later on in the drive and I go back to my sideline and I go back to the sideline and I listen to the coach. He didn't want to look at me and, uh, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I was just devastated. Um, and I remember at that time I was just like, I was sick to my stomach and what sucked was I didn't take advantage of my opportunity later on that same exact game, same game. They had our backup tight end lined up, lined up on the, the left side and they called like, he came in as a backup to me as a tight end and they lined him up on the left side of the line and they ran that exact same play just on the left side same exact situation nobody guarding him at all like nobody was defending him they all came to the line of scrimmage he was wide open passes right to him boom he catches it takes it 60 yards for a touchdown okay exactly what should have happened with me happened with him and while I was excited about it like I was stoked for him I was devastated because I knew I had lost my opportunity To catch the ball, I lost all my confidence in catching the ball. And I knew I wasn't going to have many more opportunities the rest of the season just based on the way that the coach, you know, in sports, you take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you because if you don't, someone else will take your spot. While I still started at tight end, I still played the majority of the snaps. When it came to passing, literally, I can count on one hand how many times we threw the ball to me that season. Uh, And that was devastating to me because I pride myself in being able to catch the ball. My confidence was shook and it kind of carried with me throughout sports the rest of, of my entire sports life, right? So, that next season, I'll be 100% honest. Like, I, I, I didn't enjoy that year. We ended up losing our first game. It was our only game that that team lost in four seasons. But in the three years, we lost the game in four overtimes um, in the playoffs to get to the championship. And um, I remember everybody was like ready to come back that next season and just dominate. And I remember just being like, I'm not coming back next year. I I didn't have fun this year. That was, I just don't want to come back. I had no confidence in myself and I didn't play. I, uh, I had a hard time. I was going to play school ball instead, but I said, you know what? I'm going to focus on basketball. That's what I'll do. That was the excuse I made, but I just didn't have any confidence in myself and all through high school and and going through high school and, and playing basketball and even boxing. When I started boxing for golden gloves, I just, I always remember just I didn't fully believe in myself. Like I knew how good I was. I knew I could shoot, but I knew I wasn't athletic. So I knew where my, my game needed to be and how much I needed to develop. So there were times where I'd, you know, I'd score a lot of points and then there were times where I'd, you know, miss two shots and I'd completely be a head case and get so upset with myself. Um, and I just would completely just crumble. My confidence was shook. And I think I, I I was taking notes when I was reading this book goes all the way back to my optimist football days. My point with this is, I allowed that to enter into my regular life, into my sports life for the longest time, whether it was my dating life in high school. And, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. I had a lot of acne as a kid, you know, and I think that played a part in my self-confidence. I didn't have any quote unquote game, right? Like I didn't have game. Um, I, I wasn't the best athlete in basketball. I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the biggest, the fastest or anything like that. I could shoot. I was pretty good at shooting and I could D D up, you know, but that was, that was it. Like I wasn't, like the guy who's going to get the ball every time and, and shoot the ball. And, uh, you know, I went on my mission and I came back and it wasn't until, you know, my body matured and I put work in, in the weight room and I was getting better there that I started to get more confidence on the basketball court until now, even like, even though I'm not in the shape I was in, like, you know, nine, eight, seven, eight, nine years ago when I got home from my mission and I was putting work in all the time, playing all the time, I still have more confidence now than I ever did in high school. Cause I can shoot the ball. I'm stronger. Um, I'm a little bit slower, (laughs) even though I was slow back then, but I have more confidence in my ability. But like I'm saying, like my confidence was always rattled for a long time. I mean, even, you know, I was married prior, uh, back in, in 2011, I got married and I, I was divorced by 2013. And I was just, my confidence was always shook. Like I always felt like I had failed myself. And, um, it stems back to my sports career and not having the, confidence necessary to perform at an elite level when called upon. So I started thinking about this, you know, like a lot of, a lot of young athletes start at a young age playing sports. And I've seen so many super talented kids. I play with them in city league basketball. You see these like pickup games nowadays, like you got high school athletes playing ball and they are so good when they're playing pickup ball with their friends uh, and, and whatnot. And then you, you're like, oh, yeah, I expect to see that. They're probably so good on their basketball team for high school. And then you realize they're not even on varsity or they're not even starting. They don't even play. They come off the bench or whatever it may be. And you realize it's because they don't have the confidence when it comes to the, to the right time to shine, right? How do we instill that confidence in these players at a young age? I think sports can be super, super beneficial in this regard if you have the right coach. And you have the right player who's willing to listen at a young age because I realized for me, there's no one to blame, but myself, I allowed what my coach said. And I allowed that performance, that, that drop pass to sink me and just be a spiral out of control for the remainder of my athletic career. I'm talking years later. And even beyond that, when these kids are playing at a young age, how do we instill that confidence in them? So that they can take that, even when they make mistakes, even when they do that, how do we instill that confidence so that they don't have performance anxiety so that when they get older and they finish their athletic careers, they can go to a job with as much confidence as they need to get that promotion, to get the job, to perform at that job at an elite level. How do we instill that confidence in them? That's the question. comes down to coaching. You know what I mean? Coach Carl Wilson was on my show a couple weeks back talking about, you know, he talks about like confidence is a huge thing. He wants his players to be confident in themselves and their abilities. We need to instill that confidence into our players. It's a mental thing more so than a physical thing because we're going to make mistakes in life. We're going to make mistakes in sports, business, in life, whatever relationships. We're going to make mistakes. How do you bounce back from that? How do you bounce back from that? How do you prepare yourself to be confident even when you make mistakes? There's a lot of things that you need to learn to like, and, and, and that you can coach these, these young, these young athletes, these young, these young kids on doing so that they can utilize those skill sets for the rest of their lives. We know so many people, whether they were former athletes or not, who are so talented, but when they come to work, they just don't tap into that potential, right? That's the importance of a good manager is to to help you tap into that potential, that skill set that you have to help you with that. It's important for a coach to allow his athletes to tap into that potential and, and reach their maximum potential. Super important, okay? Confidence is essential. I'm curious to know what you guys think about confidence and how, you know, if you've, if you've been around a coach or a manager or whoever, a leader who has helped instill that confidence in you or someone that you knew and helps you take yourself to the next level so that when it comes to the, the time to perform when the lights are on, you perform at an elite level, you're not scared of it because you're confident in your abilities. And even when you make a mistake, you're able to get, you overcome that. So if you guys can message me, that would be awesome. Message me either on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Or you can email me at contact at the game time guru. I'd love to hear your feedback because I think confidence is such a huge key. It's not cockiness. It's not arrogance. It's confidence. You need it to be able to perform at an elite level in whatever you're doing, school, work, relationships, sports, whatever. So I hope this, this uh, discussion just kind of helps you think a little bit, right? That's the, the importance of the show is just to get you thinking. I want you to guys to think differently as I deliver a panoramic view on sports with the Game Time Guru podcast. Confidence is not just a sports-specific thing, but I do relate it to sports since this is my show, and that's what I do. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Again, if you enjoyed this or if you listened to any other episode and you enjoyed it, please leave me a review. Subscribe to my podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. That's Spotify, YouTube. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. It doesn't matter. We're on every single platform that you can think of. Go take a gander, listen to it. And I promise you, you might find something you enjoy even if you're not a sports fan. We'll talk to you guys next time.